coming up next on the Wet Fly Swing Podcast. La Ventana, um, that's not a lodge, that's a little town. There's some great rooster fishing there. Down about an hour and a half closer to Cabo, there's Los Barrilos. You know, both those towns, you kind of ride around on ATVs. I mean, you don't really rent a car. You know, you take a you take a, a van service to, you know, your hotel or your lodge or wherever you're going. And you rent an ATV and that's how you get around. You know, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. The food is spectacular. It's so good. That was Jeff Brady taking us into his last rooster fishing trip, the Reaper X, the M-Series, and Baja, Mexico, today on The Swing. Welcome to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show, where you discover tips, tricks, and tools from the leading names in fly fishing today. Hey, how you doing today? Thanks for stopping by the show. You can check out the schooloffishing.co right now and find out where we're heading next on our next trip, our next giveaway. We're putting all the travel information over there, schooloffishing.co. Before we get started, let's hear from our sponsor. Waters West Fly Fishing Outfitters is your go-to resource for swung fly techniques, two-handed casting, and anatomous fish. Find out why Waters West has built a cult-like following around their fly time materials and why they are the go-to resource for the OP and beyond. You can head over to wetflyswing.com slash waterswest right now to check in with Ed and Kyle and get all geared up to get on the water. Today's episode is sponsored by Dalton at uh, Country Financial, who thrives on helping families and community members through the power of education and proper insurance coverage. The unexpected will happen, so it's always best to make sure your assets and life are protected. You can check out Dalton right now at wetflyswing.com slash country and make sure you are protected today. Jeff Brady is here to share his mystic outdoor story and how he found himself building fly rods, why mystic switched from the Midwest to Colorado and back to the Midwest, and we get a little update on his recent outings and fly fishing, skiing, and all of his outdoor activities. Plus, we hear about their ladies' rod lineup of fly rods. Here we go. Jeff Brady from mysticoutdoors.com. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great, Dave. Can't be uh, uh, thrilled enough to be on with you today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you bet. You bet. I'm excited to dig into this because it's been a little while. I think we chatted. I always go back to the show season and... It's been sure. a little while. I think I remember it was at the end of one of the shows. Maybe it was IFTD a couple of years ago, and you were back in one of the booths, and I kind of just checked in with you really quick, and yeah. that was probably two years ago. So I'm glad to finally hear, get here to talk to you in a full uh, conversation. Yeah, it's it's good to be here, and, and you're right. I, I, we, we've crossed paths uh, at a number of shows, and certainly it was probably IFTD where we connected uh, the first time. So it's good to... Good to be back, and show season's kind of winding down, so you know now it's time to get to business. That's right. How was how was show season? Show season was was good for us. Um, we we took a little bit different approach this year. Um, we didn't attend quite as many shows. We were funneling some investments in some different places, um, product, you know, um, stocking of product, and um, some marketing efforts, and some different things that that we wanted to try this year and. Um, so, so we backed off the show season a little bit this year. Certainly we were in Denver, we're a Colorado company. Um, so that's our backyard. So I had a really, really strong show, um, you know, there, I know right now the Wasatch show is going on. It's, it's Friday, April 14th. And I think it starts today. 
Uh, that's always a good show. I'm bummed we couldn't do it uh, logistically. We just couldn't make it work. But uh, wish those guys the best of luck. But um, yeah, a little little bit different show season for us. We'll probably ramp it back up next year. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good season with regards to that. And we you know we try to show up at, at local events. And um, you know there's a there's a small trout fest event that TU puts on here in Colorado um, that they hold in I think it's in July. So we'll be there. Um, but yeah, shows, uh, shows are, shows are a, a, a pricey investment for sure, but man, it's, there's so much fun, you know, to see everybody and see your friends and, um, see, see, talk a little business with people and, uh, meet people like you. Exactly. And, and what does that cost just for somebody? Cause there's probably some people listening out that are curious about that. Like on the cost, what does it cost to do, you know, just to pay for a booth at a typical show? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends on the show. I mean, the, the range is going to be, you know, anywhere from $800 to $2,000 for um, a 10 by 10 booth. Yeah, 10 by 10. Yeah, which is the majority of, of the booths there are 10 by 10. Certainly, you'll see some of the larger companies, the Sims of the world, the Fish Bonds of the world. With a bus or something, right? They bring in some huge... With a bus <laughs> or with a, you know, a keg of beer. Right. You know, <laughs> That's right. Uh, how do you compete? How do you compete with that, Jeff? You're, you're sitting you there. You join them. Yeah, you, know, you join you them. Join exactly. Them. You, you go over there and have a beer with them. That's yeah. what you do. But, um, and you know, and then there's travel costs and, and logistics and shipping costs and, and all those things. So, so it's, you know, it's a major investment, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, typically it's, it's, there's a return that you look for and, and, you know, we've been fortunate enough in the shows that we participate in and have participated in that we've, uh, they've, they've been a good return for us. So nice. So, and, and, you know, one of the event you mentioned local events, one of the things we did recently that got us going here was we did a, uh, well, it was, it was a big giveaway, had a bunch of great, yeah. uh, brands on, you gave away a rod, um, and this was for, this was for the Stillwater School, which I know, yeah. you know, Phil Roy, you know, and he's leading, yeah. uh, you know, our thing here. And um, it's pretty cool because, uh, you know, I mean, Stillwater, right? It's just another topic. Is that something, you know, is Stillwater um, a, a category, something you're thinking a lot about? or Because I know you, variety is a big part of what you guys do. It, it is. And that's, that's, a, that's a great question. I was literally on the phone yesterday with one of our reps. Um, I've got a couple reps across the U.S. where rebuilding kind of our relationships in our independent fly shops, uh, which are the lifeblood of our industry, of course. Um, and we were talking about that and, you know, he was asking for trout rods and he's showing trout rods. And I said, you know, one of the interesting things, um, you know, again, I, I've said this before, it's Friday, March, April 14th or Friday, April 14th, you know, so we're into four months into the actual calendar year. There has definitely been an uptick in interest in Stillwater fly rods, for at least our fly rods. Um, and, you know, if you think about it, it makes sense, right? I mean, it, the, the growth that the industry felt during the COVID years, which I'm sure we'll talk about kind of the impact of COVID uh, on, on our company and on our industry, um, just introduced a lot of new fly fishermen and women to the industry. And the, the amount of pressure that you see in rivers uh, particularly here in Colorado, Utah, you know, in the West, certainly in the Northeast and Northwest as well, you know, people are looking for a little more solitude and, and still water and lakes and reservoirs sort of provide that. And it's a, it's definitely a growing category, Dave. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we, we feel, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into sales mode, but, 
you know, we, we've got a segment of rods in our M series line. They're 10 foot three. Um, and we make those in a three through eight weight. Um, and the five and six weights for still water, that's what they were designed to do. Um, and, and, you know, you mentioned Phil Rowley yeah. as well. Phil is been a really good friend of the business for a long time and he, he's obviously fishes mystic rods um, that's his that's his weapon of choice is that m series 10 foot three five and six weight uh depending upon where you know where he's fishing um so that that, that giveaway was a lot of fun but but to your point you know i've certainly noticed that that segment uh or niche or you know however you want to categorize that is is it seems poised to grow yeah, definitely. That is, and Phil, Phil's doing a good job out there promoting it, and uh, and he's obviously doing the show circuit as well. It, it's that guy. You know, it's amazing about Phil. You probably know this, right? Because you see about the shows, but he's one of those guys that I'm, I'm not sure how old he is. I think he's probably in his 60s, but I mean, he is just one of those guys that I mean, he could. He's like Michael Jordan. He doesn't even have to sleep, and he can still go out there and score 50 in in a in a playoff game, right? And, and drink some beers and all that stuff. Oh man, we, uh, um, if, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, other than, than seeing, you know, potential customers and seeing friends and people when, when we do, or we don't do shows, I always miss Phil the most when I don't do those shows, but we do find ways to connect throughout the year. Um, we spend a lot of time together in Denver at the Denver fly fishing show. Certainly always want to try and buy that guy dinner and, and listen to his Canadian, you know, stories in his Canadian accent and, um, you know, he's a hell of a fisherman, uh, as well. And, and, you know, he, he's a good, uh, you know, just a, a good ambassador for fly fishing in general and specifically, you know, obviously Stillwater. Um, he does a, you know, a really good job with that. And, and the giveaway you mentioned earlier, Dave, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun, you know, I mean, that was, uh, generated some buzz and some excitement. There were a lot of really good companies, um, that participated in that and, um, you know, I, I, I can't believe one guy won that whole package, but he was really stoked when I talked to him. Oh, he was. Yeah, you talked to him. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. You know, I'm like, man, how, you bet run out and buy a lottery ticket, right? I know. I know. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I think we're, you know, I think there's lots of giveaways out there, and that's great. I think we try to make this thing, like, try to get, you know, the, the, the kind of the biggest of the big, right? It's It's a trip. It's, it's all this amazing gear. And then, um, yeah, and we, we have fun with it too. You know, we do a little live event. We gave away a few bonus products on the live event. We always do that at the end when we announce it. Yep. So we not only gave away the big prize back, but I think we gave away four other products to other people that were on the live event. So I, I, I watched that event. Oh, you did? I, I oh, cool. The, I was one of the ones in the audience. You bet. You did a great job. Yep. There you go. Yeah, we, we kind of pack it into like 30 minutes to just kind of give it like one last you know, value at the end and, and have fun with it. So good. Well, um, yeah, I think this is awesome. I mean, Phil, we'll probably have a Phil story at the end, maybe if we have time, Oh yeah. but uh, let, let's circle back real quick. Cause I love to hear the intro story, you know, from you, yeah. like you've got this rod company, right? I mean, like this is pretty cool, right? You've been doing this a while. Let's, let's talk about first on fly fishing. How'd you get into fly fishing? And then we'll take it into mystic. So I'll give you, Dave, um, the, the, the most abbreviated story that I can uh, on this. It, it's like, like everything in life, it's, it's kind of a windy road, right? Um, so, you know, I was born and raised in the Dallas, Texas area and went to college there. Um, always had a, a burr in my saddle to be a ski bum. You know, that was kind of what I, what I wanted to do. 
um, I was, I had just gotten out of a botany test. I mean, how exciting does that sound? A botany test. Oh man. I, I actually hated botany. I, I had, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it was, it was a life changing test, uh, for me. I, I had no idea it was coming. I missed class more than I went. I sat down in class because I made a commitment to myself. All right, I'm going to take this serious. And I'm going to do well. My first day back in class, there's a botany test. Oh, and <laughs> as you can imagine, uh, that didn't go well. Um, so, you know, I left class tail between my legs and, and I'm standing on, on campus talking to some friends. And uh, one of my other friends walked up and I said, just kind of out of the blue, I said, let's go be ski bums. I'm like, I just failed a botany test. You know, they're probably going to kick me back out of school. And, you know, grades weren't my thing. I was kind of the social chairman of our group. And, um, and, and I, the, the, the craziest thing was 48 hours later, we had my 1987 Forerunner packed up, ready to go. And we were heading west. Oh, wow. And we, we went out, we had jobs. We went to Red River, New Mexico. Um, uh, kind of, kind of a fun fishing area, you know, if you think about it, but we were going out there to ski. So we spent a season skiing and, 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 you know, enjoyed it and lived it up and had no money. Um, you know, 15 bucks to our name after taxes and paying rent. And, um, it was just a great experience. And we both realized that when the snow started melting, man, we better go back and kind of get our lives back on track. So we tried to do that, went back. Um, I ended up going to a different school, hated it. Absolutely hated it. And, you know, I decided I'm going to move to Colorado. This is 1993. So this is a long time ago. I said, I decided I'm going to move to Colorado. I'm going to chase the big boy ski dream, Aspen extreme type stuff, minus, you know, all that craziness. So, um, gotten that same 1987 forerunner, had $700 to my name, drive up here with no job, no place to live. And, ultimately got up here too late mm. <laughs> got up here too late to find a job to get to find a place to live well luckily i had a guy that i went to high school with that said man you can just stay on my couch till you figure it out so kind of fast forward over the years i figured it out um you know got serious ended up getting married have two wonderful kids they're both college graduates now um spent a lifetime in software sales and, and all that stuff so spent a lot of time skiing, but was introduced to fly fishing, you know, in the nineties and, um, really picked it up the solitude of it, standing in a river, the flow, the, the, the puzzle that you have to put together to, you know, actually put one in the net. Um, it, it just was, there were so many wonderful things about it that, um, you know, I really got into that as kind of my summer activity, you know, skiing in the winter, you know, fly fishing in the summer. Um, and, you know, it just kind of evolved. And, and you know, I mentioned I was in software sales for, for a long, long time. And, you know, I always felt like my exit plan from corporate America would be to buy or start or own an outdoor company. You know, I spent a lot of time looking around. Was anything for sale? Was, you know, was it something that I was interested in? And I got up to signing a contract to buy a ski shop here in Summit County. Um, which is where I live. I live in Summit County now. Um, and and the ter- we just, we couldn't work the terms out. So I backed off and, you know, I thought, oh crap, you know, that was my chance. And, and you know, what, what am I going to do now? And, you know, I continue to work. Um, so I'll wrap this up. This is great. No, keep going. Found uh, just on some obscure website, 
I don't. I couldn't even tell you what it was. I saw this listing for a business, fly fishing business, manufacturer of fly rods. Click here if interested. That was it. Like that was the that was the total ad for um, for the business. And uh, I clicked it certainly and sent in a uh, you know an in, I'm interested request. And a couple of days later, I'm talking to the 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 owner of Mystic outdoors and the the owner that that i bought it from i ended up obviously buying the business this was back in 2019 um, was the second owner i'm the third owner of, of mystic and uh, the founder um uh, dennis klein which i'll get into his story as well if, if you're interested in hearing that um you know he and i are still pretty close i mean we talk about once a quarter or at least a couple times a year just get his opinion and his input i mean he built a really really wonderful brand um and and so long story short, you know, there's a long-winded story, but yeah. you know, it's it's a windy road how people get to where they are, and and uh, you know, I've owned it since uh, October first of 2019 was our first day of business um, as me being the owner, um, and then you know, you, everyone knows what happened, you know, six months later in, in 2020. So, that was it, yeah. So you buy, uh, <laughs> so you buy it the uh, the year before COVID starts. Well, six months. Oh, six months yeah. before, not even a year six months and uh you know it, it it was uh it was an interesting time so you know mystic has been around since 05 dave like we've yeah, been around 05. a long time we're, we're not a a fly-by-night company and and all of our rods that we have in our lineup from our premium entry-level rod which is called the inception all the way up to you know our trimmer saltwater line was designed by dennis klein every single rod and you know, there's actually engineering, if you will, in our entry level rod. It's not uh, a broomstick, and we're super proud of that. Um, it's actually got a flex pattern, you know, associated with it. So, um, you know, I, I, I love our lineup. Uh, we kind of talked about this before we came on air. Um, I, you know, for being a smaller company, we really fill a lot of need across the different fishing styles. Um, you know, whether you're in the Northeast or Northwest needing two-handed rods, whether you're climbing up a mountain, trying to find a mountain lake here in Colorado with a shorter rod. Uh, certainly we have trout rods covered, saltwater rods. If you want to fish, you know, in Baja, Mexico, uh, we can cover you there to chase rooster. Um, and, you know, we're super proud of that. We already talked about, um, you know, kind of our, our Stillwater line, which is that M-Series 10 foot 3. That was going to be one of my questions on, just the line, you know, since you have this variety of different types, what would be one thing, you know, you aren't doing maybe that you would like to be doing, or are you pretty much doing it all? Yeah. I mean, certainly there's always room for improvement, right? I mean, we're, we're always, we're, we're not trying to be some of the other rod companies. I mean, they're, they're really good at what they do. We feel like what we're good at, at doing is, you know, our swath of our price points from 109 to 570 and everything in between, um, you know, provides a pretty good variety for the largest swath of fly fishermen and women out there, right? You know, nobody, I don't want to say nobody, lots of people do, but it's a different angler that, that buys in that $1,000 plus range. And they exist and it happens. And those are great, great rods, you know, great company. Sage, Scott, which is another great Colorado company here, um, Thomas and Thomas, and there, there are certainly others. Um, you know, we, we kind of fit in a little bit of a different category, particularly from a pricing standpoint. 
but we're really proud of the engineering and the design of our rods. Um, we think they're unique enough um, that, you know, if you do a cast off or if, you know, there, there's, um, you know, if you did a blind cast test, you know, remember the old, yeah. um, you know, blind taste test with Coke and Pepsi. Well, if you do a blind casting test with, with our Reaper X, which is our rod under the $300 category, um, we, we think you're going to like that rod quite a bit. And we feel like we've built a lot of value in that rod. And we've also built a lot of value in, in our, our $499 and up rods, which I love that. You know, those are, those are the rods that we still hand wrap in Michigan. That's really cool. So that, yeah. And I want to dig more into that in the Michigan talk a little about that. Um, that yep. is an interesting idea though, like from a marketing perspective, the blind taste test. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been done before, right? The, whoever the original Coca-Cola or whatever, <laughs> but that is a pretty cool, that'd be a pretty cool marketing thing to do, right? Like, here you go, blindfold, you know, give them the rod and then give them the uh, $2,000 or whatever, $1,500 rod. And then you tell me, you know, what's the difference, right? That'd be a fun yep. event to do. Maybe we'll try it. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll try it this summer and, and uh, kind of see how it goes. I mean, we, you know, we, we want to be creative. We want to be, um, you know, the best mystic can be, right? Like that's our goal. It's, it's, we don't necessarily have revenue goals. We don't necessarily have, we're going to overtake XYZ rod company. You know, I, we just want to be the best that we can be and, and treat our customers right and hope that they come back and, and buy that other rod that they need. You know, I mean, that's that's sort of the strategy. It's pretty cut and dry. Today's episode is sponsored by Chode Outdoor, legendary comfort and equipment you can trust. Chode insists on the finest material and craftsmanship to assure you have the highest standards of quality. You'll feel in control of the elements in your Chode gear. Every product is solidly backed with a no-nonsense warranty against defects. And I have a family connection to Chota over the years. Back in the shop, uh, the old shop, my dad uh, carried Chota, and he wore those proudly with confidence. And now I'm carrying on that tradition supporting Chota, and I'm very excited about the new products coming out this year and working with Chota in 2023. I'm pretty rough in my gear and find myself putting a lot of miles on that gear and being pretty rough on it so it's good to know that the chota gear is durable is bomber and i don't have to worry about it and uh, even on those long trips and you know if you have a blowout it's not going to be a good situation so i'm excited to uh, keep digging into this this year clean comfortable charismatic and ready for any situation you can throw at it you can head over right now to chota outdoor at wetflyswing.com chota that's C-H-O-T-A to support this podcast in a great family company right now. Okay, now back to the show. And the Reaper X is great because it's got a, uh, it's got a good name, you know, the Reaper. Why did you guys go from, you know, you had the Reaper and then you mm-hmm. go with the Reaper X? Why, you know, why, why the Reaper X and then why not also keep the Reaper as well? Yeah, yeah. So, so we, so we refreshed the the original Reaper line, and and you know, I'm sure, I'm hoping some of your listeners are familiar with the the original, you know, Mystic Reaper. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, uh, you know, a fantastic rod. And and just between you and me, I still have a few in our warehouse in Denver, uh, certain sizes. So I'll I'll take them out on the, take them out on the river. But but we ended up refreshing that. Um, in late 2018, 2019, flex pattern blank is the same. Um, so, you know, what we did was we improved the cork. We put quad grade cork on there. 
um, we improved the real seat and we improved um, you know the the wire guides and the stripping guides a little bit so we upgraded the rod a little bit um, with some newer you know componentry and a little bit more upgraded cork we wanted the cork to last a little bit longer um, so we use quad grade cork and it's a little bit smaller um, you know if you grip a a nine foot five weight mystic reaper and you grip a nine foot five weight mystic reaper x you'll notice just a little bit of a smaller cork profile on the reaper x than the reaper um and you know the blank color is a little bit different um, it's a mahogany covered co colored blank for the reaper x versus you know a beautiful sage colored blank for the for the mystic reaper originally is it essentially the same uh, action rod it's the same action. Yeah, it's the same action. Um, just upgraded components and upgraded cork. Yep. Okay, good. Exactly good. right. That's it. And you mentioned Dennis Klein. Do you know Dennis's story, like when he first started the company, how that all happened? I do. I do. Um, you know, Dennis, uh, uh, I mean, you know, the story is like many, many other rod manufacturers and how they got started. He was a custom rod builder. And it wasn't commercialized. He just had custom rods and he did a lot of regional shows in Michigan and Ohio and, um, you know, and, and around the Midwest and, you know, people really took to his rods and his rod designs. They really liked it and said, Dennis, you should go into business. You know, you should, you should commercialize your business. And, you know, eventually he did. And that was around 2005. Um, Dennis previous to, you know, kind of the rod industry was a civil, um, uh, he was a civil engineer, basically, and, and worked for the government overseas, built really good relationships in South Korea and knows all of those guys over in South Korea. There's two factories in South Korea that supply all the blanks or the finished products for South Korean, um, South Korean, uh, you know, fly fishing products. There's two, two factories. We use both of them. You know, he came back and he sent over you know, all of his designs, like I, like I mentioned earlier, he designed every rod in our lineup. Um, we're proud of that. You know, we didn't, even on our entry-level rod, like I mentioned this earlier, our inception rod has has engineering in it and, and design. And uh, and you can feel actually the flex pattern. It's designed for someone that doesn't know how to cast to kind of feel the load and, and understand, oh, okay, I see. I'm supposed to let the rod do the work and the rod kind of present the fly, not not horse it forward and it's all about speed you know it's it's about the design of the rod and um so you know he he, he built a built a pretty strong business he was located in michigan portland michigan to be specific um which is just east for for your your geography majors is just east of lansing cute little town uh, i've been up there a couple times myself um and and you know dennis got tired and and wanted to retire from the business he had been on the road he'd done the show circuit which we talked about earlier as well and you know and it, it'll wear you out right i mean it, it, it wears you out and, and there's benefits to it but you know there's obviously kind of outcomes and and you know his body was getting tired so he decided to retire and he sold the business uh to a gentleman who moved operations to denver um, and this was in 2017 so that's how we ended up moving our warehouse and operations to denver was this gentleman purchased the business from Dennis and moved uh, moved operations to Denver. And, you know, th this person came from a different different industry and tried to apply some of the principles that he that he had had success with in the other industry. And, you know, unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way that, that he had hoped. 
um, which opened up an opportunity for me to come in and, and buy the business in 2019. We attempted at one point, and this was the previous owner um, that bought the business from Dennis, tried to move rod manufacturing here to Colorado. And, it, you know, we tested, or, or he, I say we, he tested, you know, lots of different rod builders and brought in lots of different custom rod builders. And, and custom rod builders aren't the right profile for a commercial rod builder because they like to tinker toy. They like to change things up. They like to move things around. And for us in a commercial rod manufacturing business, rod 100 has to look just like rod number one, right? They have to be consistent. And, and that's, that's customer experience. That's, you know, warranty purposes. I mean, there's all these reasons why that that's the case. So we moved rod manufacturing back up to Michigan and oh, we, did. Used this, oh, wow. we did, we did. So any of our M series rods, our Sable, our ladies rod, which is called the Sapphire, one of the few companies that has an actual ladies specific rod, um, our two handed rods, our switch rods, our salt rods, those are all still hand wrapped in Michigan. Uh, by the same rod builders that Dennis taught how to build rods, and they are really, really, really good at it. Um, and it's a mother and a daughter that that do that for us. And they have for the last 12 years or so, maybe even a little bit longer. So these are custom. So these are the difference here is that you've got the rods coming out of South Korea, which, like you said, there, there's a lot of great companies that utilize you know that country, right, those resources. But then you also have the the blanks that you would send to these customs so for more of the whatever you call them boutique sort of rod or you know more or what would you call it? what is the difference between the rod that gets wrapped by hand in Michigan versus say something coming over overseas yeah yeah so I, I've got so I have two rods in our lineup that are finished for us and sent to me landed finished and that's the inception rod um, and and you know that rod retails Dave for a hundred nine or a hundred nineteen dollars depending yeah. upon the weight. Um, for us to hit that price, there's really only one place we can go to to, to, to maintain that price point, and that's out of China. Um, so, you know, we utilize our relationships with, with our friends in China, uh, manufacturers in China, to, to manufacture that inception rod. We also combine it into a kit. Um, so we'll sell you the inception rod with an aluminum metal reel line backing in a case. Um, and, and we get those finished and sent to us landed um, from, from our friends in China. Um, the Reaper X, we moved that manufacturing to South Korea. We just, there are some efficiencies. It's our widest lineup, seven foot three weight all the way up to 10 foot eight and pretty much everything in between. Um, so from an efficiency standpoint and a cost standpoint, we do that one finished out of South Korea. The rest of our rods in our lineup, we get those blanks manufactured to our specifications and sent to Michigan where they hand wrap those rods there. That's cool. So you have a little mix. And the ladies' rod, that is interesting because, yeah, I haven't heard of that before. I'm sure there's some stuff out there. But what is the, like, when you have, was the ladies' rod, uh, was that one of your projects or was that there before you got into the business? Yeah, it, it, so so Dennis designed that one and, and did extensive testing with female fly fishermen um, up in Michigan. As a matter of fact, I met one of the testers of the Sapphire Rod at the Denver show this year. 
um, you know, and she stopped by and we talked for a long time and, and caught, you know, caught up about that. But, but that was, you know, that, that was a rod that, that Dennis inserted in the lineup, you know, previous to me owning it. Um, and like I said, it's called the Sapphire. Um, it's a medium fast action rod with probably a, a little bit more emphasis on fast. Um, the cork is a little bit smaller for, for smaller hands. Um, and then of course the, you know, kind of the details, um, it's, it's sort of a, a bluish blank with some purple, um, some purple wrap and some purple threading on it. I, you know, and I'll, I'll tell you and your listeners, to be honest with you, half the people that own that rod are, are guys. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's a wonderful rod. It's a really, really good rod. Um, and, and the flex pattern is kind of unique in our lineup. I mean, it's, it's similar to a Reaper X flex pattern, but probably a little bit faster. Um, but I wouldn't call it a true fast action. And of course, you know, your listeners are smart enough to know that, that when, when a rod manufacturer says medium, medium, fast, fast, it's really a relative term to their rod lineup, right? It's, it's kind of in, in my lineup, it's like going to ski at Keystone in a black here versus going to ski at Loveland in a black there. They're just a little bit different, you know, um, they're just a little bit different, but you know, for us, it's a medium fast with an emphasis on fast and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, a, a wonderful rod that, that, you know, we, we market towards the female fly fishermen that are made by a mother and a daughter, right? They, they're, it's a, it's a couple of ladies that wrap it for us. So, um, we're, we're proud of that rod and, and, uh, we, we think it's a, a unique rod in our lineup and we really like that rod too. That's it. And, and casting it, right. You mentioned it. So the one of the only ways to really to get a feel probably is to cast the rod and test it out, get a feel for it. How do you, you know, how do you do that? Like the test drive, right? How do you get new customers potentially that haven't tried your stuff to get a feel for it without, you know what I mean? Like with all the online stuff, I'm assuming you're doing a lot of sales online and everything. We, we do, we, we do a mix. I mean, we're diversified in that way. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of leads into go, let's revisit kind of the COVID conversation for a second and, and kind of how that impacted, you know, our business and, and certainly it impacted, you know, the industry as a whole. I mean, fly shops, um, man, I, I was just incredibly impressed with the creativity that fly shops across the country came up with to stay afloat. Right. I mean, it was just super, super impressive, but, um, kind of rewinding back to when I bought the business in 2019 and I mentioned, you know, there were some, some, um, uh, some things that the, the owner that I bought it from applied to the business that kind of hurt our relationship in fly shops. Um, and you know, we, we, it was a, almost a complete rebuild. Um, to, to reestablish relationships and fly shops. And we had kind of converted at that point to really relying on online sales as our only, you know, source of revenue because, um, you know, fly shops had, uh, uh, you know, quite frankly, kicked us out for some, for some business practices that were done b before I bought it. So, so my strategy in 2020 was let's, let's get out to shows. Let's get busy with, you know, get the brand back out there, you know, talk about, um, kind of some of our plans to re-enter the fly shop market. Um, Dave, I, I was yeah. in Omaha, Nebraska in March of 2020 and I was doing my day job. I'd been working my day job all day doing presentations and in front of customers, hadn't really paid attention to the news, was flying out that afternoon to Michigan to do the Midwest Fly Fishing Expo. 
which is a wonderful show. Um, by the way, if, if your listeners are in the Michigan area, you know it very well. So I'm sitting in the airport. I call my wife and I say, honey, you know, just checking in. I'm getting ready to hop on this flight. I'm flying up to Michigan. You know, everything's good. And she goes, have you been paying attention to the news today? I said, no, I, I haven't. I've been busy and, you know, I just haven't had an opportunity to see what's going on. She goes, you're not going to Michigan. You know, the whole world is shutting down and, and you know, we've fallen off the end of the earth. And, oh, my gosh, you know, this this pandemic has hit and it's crazy. And I'm like, oh, I hear you. I said, I, I'm pretty sure the show's still going on. I'll call you when I land. Everything's fine. So I'm sitting there for a couple minutes and I'm like, well, you know, she's she's the smart one in the family. So I might want to follow up and just check. So sure enough, I did. And they said, four hours ago, we canceled the show. Don't come out. Here. Right. So I'm sitting there about to board a plane to, to, you know, Detroit, Michigan to drive over to, you know, to drive up to the show. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, what what has happened? Like, what in the world is happening? My whole world just changed. I can't go to Michigan. You know, I'm sitting there, um, you know, having logistically, how do I get back home? I've already checked a bag. So anyway, long story short, I get a divert, I divert back to Denver. Um, and again, this is March, you know, third week of March, whenever all this kind of happened and I'm sweating bullets going, Oh my gosh, <laughs> what does this mean for my, my business? Right? right. Like, what am I going to do? Show season was a big part of, of your, your thing, right? It was and you know, particularly in 2020 and you know, the opportunity to go out and start to visit flash shops, introduce myself as the new owner, kind of tell them the strategy and start to rebuild those relationships. That was my strategy in 2020. Well, punt that, right? Like that's, I had to punt on that idea because, you know, flash shops weren't accepting, you know, customers, obviously they were closed down. There were local laws about, you know, interaction, you know, and all those things were going on. Um, so, Interestingly enough, in 2020, fly fishing as an industry grew. Yep. And it, it grew because, again, just by nature, fly fishing is social distancing to a degree, right? It was yeah. an outdoor activity. People wanted to get outside. They didn't necessarily have to be sitting right next to someone, like if you're on a chairlift at a ski resort. Um, so, so by, by nature, it was kind of fitting, it, it kind of fit into COVID and all the things that went along with COVID, but still allowed you to get outside. And, and, you know, ironically, the market grew in 2020. So, so we survived 2020, you know, moving into 2021, you know, things kind of started to loosen up, not really, but a little bit, um, started to have more conversations with fly shops and, and started to kind of rebuild that relationship and that's an ongoing thing for us, right? So that's a goal to get out into more fly shops is what you want to keep doing. I do. And, and you know, right now I tell your listeners, um, if we're not in your local fly shop, ask for us, right? Like it's, you know, ask for, you know, have you heard of Mystic? Would you, you know, would you, would you carry Mystic? I'd like to bring one in and kind of test cast the, you know, this rod. You know, otherwise, I mean, we, we're pretty liberal as with regards to if someone orders a rod online sight unseen and they don't like it the flex isn't what they thought we 100 percent will take that back as long as it's unused right like you can't go out and and fish it for five days and go now i'm going to send that back but um certainly you could you could take it and, and 
and cast it in your yard or, you know, feel the flex, flex pattern, do the, um, yep. you know, do the wiggle, do, do the, the wiggle, the, do the rod, the, the rod, wiggle, the rod shake. Yeah. The rod shake. Today's episode is sponsored by Togan's Fly Shop. Togan's Fly Shop provides superior quality products at a great price. They have also a great YouTube channel that you can check out right now with uh, new flight tying tutorials each week. Tokens also has you covered if you're looking for unique in-house products, and they also support uh, many, many of the great brands out there that you know and trust. It's been fun connecting with Justin and the family uh, over the years now, and it's it's been really cool, a great local fly shop. Tokens is also offering their fly tying box where they send out materials at a regular cadence where you don't even have to think of it. You just open the mailbox, and there's your Tokens pack. And I recently made an order through Togans, and the experience is always perfect. They've got you covered if you ever have questions or need any help, whether that's a YouTube tutorial or connecting with them uh, personally. Since 2005, Togans has been over-delivering on customer service, and it's time for you to check out uh, Togans Buzz for yourself. You can head over to wetflyswing.com Togans right now to check out their diverse selection of products today. You support this podcast by clicking through that link to Togans online. That's Togans, T-O-G-E-N-S. Okay, back to the show. What is your pitch? You know, give me your, you know, if we're, if I'm a fly shop owner and I used to be, I was never a fly shop owner. My dad had a little tiny fly shop back in yeah. the day. If you came into the shop and uh, and you were, you know, kind of doing the pitch to the shop, what, what's that sound like? Yeah, I think there's a few things that I would focus on. Um, and, and we've talked about a lot of them, right? <clears throat> for, for a small company, when I mean, we have a pretty wide variety of rods, um, you know, for the different styles of fishing. So we can, we can fit a lot of different styles of fishing. Um, I think our price points are pretty attractive. You know, I was reading new fly fishing news this morning. Um, and, and if every owner of any business in any industry is paying close attention to inflation. They're paying close, close attention to the value of the dollar. I mean, all these macroeconomic things that you pay attention to, um, it, it's going to be an interesting year as far as how many people in, in part with their money for, you know, for, for fly fishing or any other industry for that matter. Um, so I think we've got a pretty good, um, a, a pretty good lineup of fly rods, um, at a pretty good price point. I think that that's number one. I think number two, we're not a fly by night company. Um, most people have at least heard of mystic. Um, we've been around since 05. We're not going anywhere. Um, if you want a, an entry level rod, we can supply that. If you want a USA wrapped rod uh, made in the USA, granted, you know, again, our, our blanks come from South Korea, but we do wrap them in the U S we can do that at a pretty attractive price point as well. Um, still water, you know, if you have a still water growing category, we can fill that with the wonderful rod. We're backed up by Phil Rowley. Um, and then again, you know, we're, we're pretty liberal with regards to our warranty as well. Um, we certainly, you know, the, the wording is manufacturer defects. Uh, that happens less than three to 4% of the time, Dave, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, most of the time it's somebody shutting it in a car door or running over it with their ATV or stepping on it in their boat. We get it. You know, that stuff happens and, and we want to keep that, that rod in your hand and keep you in the water. And that is warranty. Is that what happens if somebody uh, snaps it in a car door? We, we have taken care of that, that scenario a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. pretty good. We have. 
those are pretty good bullets. I think you, you uh, touched on a lot of the things that people are, you know, I think worried about, especially when it comes to maybe a new company, right? That they're going to be, they're going to be at, you know, in and out. And then, you know, if something happens, they're not covered. Right. So that's, that's not the case. That's good to hear. Um, so, so what is yours for you? You know, you're in Colorado. I'm assuming you're a, you're a trout angler, but is there, yep. is there a, something that you're really like, you know, your home waters, your species, something you're really fired up that when you go out fishing? You know, I, I, I love to trout fish, like, you know, obviously, I mean, we've got the Eagle, the Colorado, the Arkansas, I mean, you know, countless rivers, frying pans, not too far from me. I mean, I, I'm, I can be on gold medal waters in an hour or less from where, I, where I'm located. So spend a lot of time doing that. I, I, I still water is, is something that, that I'm starting to introduce into my, uh, my routine a little bit. Um, I, I, I will tell you this. So, um, last may and i don't think i'm going to be able to do it this year but last may um a friend of mine went down a couple of friends of mine and i went down to baja mexico and we fished uh, we chased rooster fish and i can tell you and your listeners if if you haven't done that and experienced that i would highly recommend trying that and and you know it, it it's you're chasing rooster, you're chasing, um, amberjack, you know, I caught an amberjack on a fly. That was incredibly exciting. Um, but if you just haven't, if you haven't had that experience down in Baja, Mexico, I highly recommend that you do that. That's a lot of fun. What is the rooster fish look when you get out there? What is the thing that really is, you know, exciting, gets you fired up for the rooster fish? What, what's cool about that? So, so there's a couple ways to do it, right? Like there, there's, you, you can certainly try to catch them from the shore, um, you probably need about a 10 weight, a really stiff action rod. And that, you know, that's where we used our, my, my trimmer, uh, saltwater nine foot three, 10 weight rod out on the boat. You need something a little bit bigger because they're bigger out there. Right. So, um, I've got this special run of, uh, a cousin of the reap original reaper that I built out. It's a nine foot 12 weight that we used. And the exciting part is, you know, the, these guides know what they're doing. You know, these guys that you go out with on these pangas um, know exactly and they'll stop. I mean, you got to be ready to go, Jack. Like you got to be, you know, cocked and loaded and ready to ready to throw your fly. Um, and the feeding frenzy that happens when you hit a pack or patch or whatever you want to call them, school uh, of, of rooster fish is exhilarating. Like it's incredible. I mean, you see their combs. On you know, kind of, if you've ever seen a rooster fish, they have these combs on their back, right? The the dorsal fin, or it's not the yeah, yeah. And so you see the combs kind of flying through the water, and and you know, you throw your um, your your fly, you know, you, you throw your fly out there, and you're you're um, you know, it's basically big time streamer fishing, right? And and you're um, you know, pulling your fly in as fast as you can and you can't do it fast enough because they'll chase it, but they're smart enough to know 30 feet, they'll turn. They don't come within 30 feet of a boat. They just, they know better. Um, so it's just an exciting experience. Um, there's a lot of good, you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of good uh, lodges down there and there's a lot of good guides down there that, that we've had an opportunity to go fish with. So anyway, that's a lot of fun. So I look forward to doing that. Uh, I love the saltwater fish as well. What would be, is there a, like the lodge that you went to, or is there a part of that part of Baja that you, you went to that people could check out? 
yeah, so um, La Ventana, um, that's not a lodge, that's a little town. Um, there's some great flat, great rooster fishing there. Down about an hour and a half closer to Cabo, there's Los Barrios, Barrios. Um, and, and that's, that's a lot of fun too. Um, you know, both those towns, you kind of ride around on ATVs. I mean, you don't really rent a car, you know, you take a, you take a, a van service to, you know, your hotel or your lodge or wherever you're going and you rent an ATV and that's how you get around, you know, it's just, uh, it's a lot of fun. The food is spectacular. It's so good. Did you guys get some uh, rooster? Did you hook into some? We did. Um, we did and and you know for your listeners if you check out um our instagram page or our social media you'll see a picture or two um from last year for uh, a rooster and from an amberjack that i caught on the fly as well and it's a good experience and you know what i mean dave we talked earlier about the trip to northern lights that we did oh yeah that's going to be a a badass trip too right like that's going to be a lot of fun and um, Pyramid Lake is another one on my bucket list. I've never done it, uh, but I've got some friends over there that, you know, I was supposed to go out with Phil after the Denver fly fishing show and go fish with some, with some friends on Pyramid Lake. I couldn't work it out, but he went out uh, and had a great, great time and, and, uh, and caught some, you know, some 20 pound, you know, 20 pound trout. Crazy. And we actually, the cool thing is, is that there's a, we have an episode. Phil is actually doing. Uh, he's kind of hosting a series on the podcast here, and he's doing. He's like our Stillwater guy, so he's actually he interviewed uh, one of the guys out there that he fished with. So somebody could take a look right now if they want to dig into that and figure out yeah. who that was, because um, I think Nico Nico was his name. Nico Sinceri, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Oh, okay, yeah, you know Nico, yeah, good. Yeah, I know him real well. He, he's a he's he's a good fly fisherman, but he's a, he's a better guy. You know, he's just a good guy. That's just kind of cool. I, this is almost like a selfish thing for me. Obviously, I want to bring on the best. I'm doing this new series, right? These hosted where I'm not hosting the show. But for me, it's exciting because now, you know, I can be like, oh, God, I get to listen to this. It's like on, you know, and so it's yeah. kind of fun. Um, and Phil, yeah. like we said, is the man. Yeah, on the roosters, I'm just curious on that. Did you talk to those guys? Like, why is the dorsal fin this comb as opposed to like most fish have kind of a solid dorsal? Any idea on that? You know, I, we didn't get into the genetics of it, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, it's probably something looking back, Dave, that I that I, I probably should have done a little bit more research and asked more questions. You just your adrenaline gets going so much yeah. that you you kind of forget who you are for a minute. <laughs> right. You're not you're not worried about you're not worried about the body morphology of a rooster fish when you're trying to like hold on for dear life, right? Yeah, and and let me tell you, man. I mean, you know. And, and this is probably true with most salt salt species they're fighters right like you know with with trout fishing you know the larger trout are certainly going to fight um they're going to take you for a ride they're going to run they're going to try and, and and get rid of you but man those those salt fish that they, they you know it's just a unique experience and and you know again it doesn't just have to be rooster fish or or um you know, mahi-mahi or, you know, amberjack, like I've mentioned. I mean, it can be tarpon. It can be any number of, you know, drums. I mean, any number of, of uh, you know, saltwater options uh, to fly fish. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I'm a trout fisherman. You know, that's what we do here in Colorado. And um, But I like to get out and try and do different things as, as best as I can when I have time. Um, and, and, you know, the interesting thing, and, and you probably know this too, 
um, probably fish less <laughs> yeah. now that I'm in the business than when I did before. Oh, you do? Yeah, the business takes up so much time and, and you know, you're always trying to help other people enjoy their, their fly fishing experience that you kind of give up. Uh, you know, so a few hours on the water, but, uh, but I get out from time to time. I was out this past weekend, Easter weekend on, on, uh, on the Arkansas here in Colorado. It's a gold medal, metal water. And, um, man, they, they do a really good job with that river, making it super accessible. Um, there's bathrooms at, you know, different locations and, you know, it's really, really built out really nice all the way down the river. And it's a, it's a really long river. I, I can't remember how many, how many miles it is, but, um, you know, driving wise, you can drive, I don't know, three, three and a half hours and, and find fishable water all the way along. Um, so that's a good, good river to fish as well. Right on, right on. And I just kind of saw here, and this makes sense, the, the rooster fish, just to wrap that up, it, um, yeah, I think it's kind of like the sexual dimorphism or something like that, right? Where they it, <laughs> yep. it puts them out to you know basically when a bigger predator comes, it like shares you know shows its uh, its spines, its eight dorsal spines, right? That's kind of what it's about. Or you know, there's probably some that other sounds stuff. right. Yeah, yeah, maybe there's some mating and stuff like that. But um, this is good. No, I love going down that road because I think you know travel Baja. I mean, there's all these places, and I love getting a little feel for what it looks like so we can be like okay yeah this is something that we could definitely do is that is that baja trip was that pretty easy to put together yeah it it so it was i mean we 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 sort of strung it together rather than going to you know a destination lodge we did it a little bit differently and and it worked out i mean i've got a really good guide friend um here in colorado that goes back and forth and knows the the lay of the land and uh he really kind of helped us with bookings and um you know, arranging things and, you know, getting us on the right boats with the right guides. And, um, and, and, you know, we do a lot of trout fishing together here and, and had an opportunity to do some, some, uh, some rooster fishing down there, but, you know, there's some great, uh, uh you know, I'm just hesitant to kind of, kind of name. Sure. Oh yeah. Get other ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. No worries. We, we can figure that out. I think we can Google, Google Baja fly fishing, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of, you know, good resources that pop up there. There are a few wonderful lodges down there and, and, uh, you know, again, not to, to prolong the Baja trip too much. The people are so nice. Um, you know, they really want to take care of you and, and want you to have a good time. I mentioned, I kind of, you know, said this a minute ago, the food is just spectacular. Like it's insane how good, like, you know, it's kind of like walking by a food truck and, and eating a food truck going, Oh my gosh, I can't believe how good that is. Yeah. It's the same thing down there, right? You'll go to this, kind of hole in the wall place and it, it'll be one of the better meals that you have in, in a long time but uh, uh a lot of fun what was your meal what give us a, give us a meal what was what what's your if you had to pick one what down there what was the one was it just tacos is just straight up tacos or what <laughs> it, it, I, so we ate at the same restaurant three times and and we, it, you know when we were when we got picked up by our van service and we were driving up to la ventana um, we stopped at this place to eat on the way. And we were probably, I don't know, an hour south of La Ventana. We stopped and we ate and, and we were like, oh my gosh, you know, that that's incredible. So then we go up to La Ventana and we, we go up there. When we come back through, we eat there again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we stop and ate there again. So then we fish for a little while and we're at the hotel. We clean up, we ride our ATVs and we go there for a third time. And yeah, it, it's, you know, tacos, um, salsa, chips, you know, that kind of stuff. And, it's all good. Uh, you know, good margaritas. Oh, right. Margaritas. Know, there you go. 
just a lot of fun. The wait staff was, uh, you know, just super entertaining and, and welcoming and, you know, just had a good time. Awesome. Well, um, I want to take it out of here a bit with our, uh, you know, our, our rapid fire round here, but, uh, but just tell me on the raw and everything you have going, anything you want to give a shout out to what you have going that we haven't touched on. You think people should know about with mystic. Yeah. I want to highlight the Stillwater rods of what we talked about the M series 10 foot three. Um, you know, we've built some of those out, you know, going into the season, um, our, our sales on those, like I mentioned, the category seems to be, um, seems to be growing. Um, uh, another, another rod line that we haven't had, um, that we've reintroduced, if you will, is our switch rods. Um, so that's kind of an entry level two handed rod, 11 foot three, think trout spay, you know, you can call it a switch or a trout spay, or there's any number of, of, of things that people call it, um, 11 foot three, um, four weight, five weight, seven and eight weight. Um, so we've reintroduced that into our lineup. Um, and just look for us around, man. I mean, you know, give us a call, email, uh, sales at mystic outdoors. If you have any questions, uh, our website, www.mysticoutdoors.com and you know we're just here man we, we love our customers we love to talk fly fishing and you know give us a shout if we can ever help you out that's right and if they somebody calls or emails that is there a good chance that you're going to be uh responding to that email they can talk directly to you um a lot of times yeah, yeah. a lot of times exactly right um I, you know I've, i certainly have some help in our warehouse and shipping and you know, and packaging and, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm really, really involved in the business. I have to be. Yeah, you are. Are you the type of person that, you know, you're sitting there till midnight, uh, you know, responding to stuff and, and all that stuff? Because you hear these different stories about people. I mean, we've done all these interviews and sometimes you'll talk to somebody who, you know, it sounds like literally they don't sleep. You know, they, they, yeah. they love it so much. They're just like, just going, right? Yeah, lucky enough to have good people that help me kind of manage my inbox, but retentive, uh, you know, anal retentive about my inbox. I hate to see my inbox with unread emails, you know, I'm just kind of one of those guys. Um, so, so I try to be incredibly responsive as fast as I can. And, you know, I'm on the phone a lot. I'm talking to people a lot. I'm, I'm you know, kind of away from my computer, um, you know, fairly often. So I may not get back as fast as sometimes I want to. Um, but yeah, certainly try to be incredibly responsive and, you know, if someone's going to give us an opportunity and, and, you know, give us a, a chance to earn their business, you know, look, we, we want to, we want to provide them the best experience we can. And that, that's, that's just kind of how we operate day to day. Perfect. Well, let's, let's jump in here. And I was calling this, I was, you know, tried to call this the two minute drill. I'm, I'm getting rid of that now because there's, you know, <laughs> we, we never made the, made the deadline here, but uh, I just have a few kind of random questions. And you're thinking, you know, at the start, you talked about this outdoor company, right? And so Mystic Outdoors kind of, right, still has that outdoor kind yep. of thinking, right? Um, and you talked about skiing. And what I was thinking as you're describing it, the ski bob, Dumb and Dumber was coming to my, uh, you know, oh my gosh, that yes. movie, right? So I didn't want to miss the opportunity to throw a, a Dumb and Dumber cliff into the show notes. So we'll got to throw a reference. Yeah, we'll get that in there. But, um, but talk about that, like as far, well, let's just start with the movie. Give, give us the, are you a big movie buff? Are you into like, uh, all that stuff? Or do you ha even have time to, to watch movies, stuff like that? Or would you have a favorite? You know, I, I, I do. I, I try to, I'll tell you a, just a quick, interesting story. My wife and I went and saw cocaine bear, uh, a couple weeks ago and I, you know, I didn't know what to expect, and I, I just really wanted to go to get out of the house because it was a really, really cold day, so there wasn't any fishing or skiing happening that day. 
So we went and saw Cocaine Bear. I went just to eat popcorn, you know, just full disclosure. I wanted to eat popcorn and you put butter on it. In the movie theater. Yeah, I get my greasy fingers. It actually was was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. So I'm not, and for me, I, I'm totally out of the loop. I like, I am on the extreme end where I just pretty much <laughs> don't do anything but fish and, you know, and all yep. this stuff. But um, Cocaine Bear, if I had to guess what that movie is about, I have no idea. It, it's not about yeah. a bear that runs into some cocaine, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, I mean, sort of. It is. Yeah, don't ruin it. What's the gist of the movie? So, yeah, so um, th- this uh, these drug runners um, uh, crash land a plane and all this cocaine lands in a Georgia forest and this bear gets into cocaine and, and it becomes addicted and all this calamity that goes along with it. And, you know, the interesting thing is parts of the story are true. The, the whole plane crash and the cocaine flying into the forest in Georgia, that's all true. But they kind of wrapped around the bear part, you know, to make it kind of a, uh, I mean, it's a comedy, you know. I can't believe, Dave, you and I are, are sitting here reviewing Cocaine Bear, the movie. But uh, I know. <laughs> that's what makes this amazing, right? This is. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. But, uh, you know. I don't get to the movie theater very often. The movie I saw before Cocaine Bear was Top Gun Maverick. And that, man, I mean, that's a that's a fantastic movie. Oh, really? So which one's better, Cocaine Bear or, or Top Gun Maverick? Oh, Top Gun Maverick by by a thousand. Oh, no kidding. So, so Tom Cruise, I'm guessing that guy, that's the one thing about Tom Cruise, whether you like him or hate him, I mean, that guy's got some skills. He does. And, you know, my wife and I, um, if we are ever watching a movie and Tom Cruise is in it and he's running... Yeah, he runs like a fast runner. It's like, uh, what's the word for it? His arms swing like it's insane how he, I, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of, we always crack up when Tom Cruise is running for any reason. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's got this weird run where it's like he's he's almost working too hard, harder than he should. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of funny. But you're right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a huge Tom Cruise fan, but man, that Top Gun Maverick, that's a, that is a wonderful movie. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go. I didn't realize that. So good. Well, I'm loving this. This maybe is our new segment, the uh, movie review segment. On yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, I mean, I think we've covered kind of it all today. I mean, I feel like we got a good feel for what you have going. I mean, if you just look out, do you guys have plans in the future to, to go into something else, right? As far as the rods, are you pretty much on track right here with what you have to keep you going? It sounds like you've got a lot going on. Yeah, it, it. I mean, there's always that potential, right? I mean, it, there's always that potential. And we try to pay attention to kind of market forces and drivers and, and trends. And, um, you know, I, and I told us, our friends, I think I was talking to Fly Fusion Magazine last year. And, and uh, you know, I said, look, we, we really like our rod lineup, you know, for being, a, you know, like I said, a smaller company. We feel like we fit a pretty wide variety of fishing styles with our current lineup. But, you know, you kind of pointed it out, Dave. I mean, the name of the company is Mystic Outdoors. Our fly rods are Mystic Fly Rods, but it's Mystic Outdoors. So there's always an opportunity to introduce, you know, new products um, coming down the road. I, I don't know if 2023 will be the year that we do that just because, again, I mean, there's just too many macroeconomic things that we've got our eyes on. Um, that could impact us, you know, one way or another. But, but certainly, the, there's conversations around, you know, expanding, um, 
you know, into other fly fishing products possibly, or spinning up something, you know, in the snow. I, you know, I just don't know at this point. That sounds from, from our conversation at the start, right? I mean, I can see, and you're in the place. You're mystic outdoors, you know what I mean? Like, is it fly rod yep. or is it actually going to be some snow sports, right? There's some, do you still, and that's something you still are out there on the slopes? I'll ski either later today and or tomorrow for sure. It's closing weekend for us. So, uh, so I'll get out there tomorrow for sure and, and have fun. And then I'm, then I'm traveling a little bit next week. And, and when I get back, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, shift my mind to full fly fishing, but you know, I've done a fair amount this, this winter. I mean, I've, I've probably fished more this winter than, than I have in a number of winters and it's been pretty cold. Um, but you know, there's tailwaters here in Colorado, so they, it doesn't, it doesn't freeze up so I can go fish, you know, any afternoon, as long as I can handle the weather. Yeah, <laughs> that's know, right. Cause it gets cold, but, um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, you know, our core business is and always will be fly rods. Um, and, and, you know, our focus will remain on that, but, but if there's opportunities to add value to our, to our clientele and to our customers, we'll, we'll explore that. Exactly. Cool, Jeff. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there and we'll send everybody out to mysticoutdoors.com if they have questions or if they want to connect with some of your, uh, your rod line and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate all the time today. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, great to finally catch up with you, you know, after talking about sure. it for a while and, and excited to follow, you know, the journey and, and keep in touch with you. Yeah, man. Appreciate what you do for our industry, Dave. And, and thanks for having us on. It's been a been an honor and a pleasure. There you go. Wetflyswing.com slash 458. 458. You can check out, get some show notes. Uh, I'm sure this one is going to have some nice movies, uh, some movie trailers or some intros. Maybe a full movie over there if we can swing it. Um, check it out right now. If you get a chance, would love if you can share this episode or a past episode of this podcast. This is how we've been growing this show over the years in our way to connect and help uh, future or current uh, fly anglers. Quick listener shout out before we get out of here, Zach. Zach Eskinski. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm even close to pronouncing that right, but Zach. Zach checked in and said, Dave, uh, he said, hey, Dave, love the podcast. The fly fishing Frenchman gave me some great ideas on the Euro. I am located in New Jersey and love trout. Wild browns are my favorite. If you want to get a shout out in this episode, just like Zach, you can check in with me anytime, Dave at wetflyswing.com or on social media. Let me know you've been listening and I would love to hear from you if you're, especially if you're brand new or haven't checked in in a while. Okay. We're going to be heading all over the map here and I'm not going to dig in deep to where we're going. I'll surprise you on that, but I do want to let you know and say, I hope I can connect with you on the river, on the water or online uh, if you get a chance. And I hope you're having a great afternoon, a great evening, or a great morning, wherever you are in the world. And I appreciate you for checking in today to the show. Thanks for listening to the Wet Fly Swing Fly Fishing Show. For notes and links from this episode, visit wetflyswing.com.